Hi, welcome to episode 591 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I've learned from decades of reading comic books, you don't let the supervillain get his hands on the glowing orb. Nothing good will come of that. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today, it's Fantastic Four 602 from March 2012. Forever Part 3 by Jonathan Hickman and Barry Kipson. We start in orbit over Earth with a big space battle and it says above earth the end of the world well that's a bit of an exaggeration the surface of earth is being bombarded by debris from the space battle which I'm not an expert in these things but shouldn't most of the debris be burning up in the atmosphere except for the really big stuff Reed says they need to move all the ships further away from the earth Johnny the captain of the ship says they're losing the annihilation wave is breaking. They're being crushed between the Cree and the gravity well of Earth. Sue says, Reed, we have to use the... I know, Reed says. They have to use the what? The ultimate nullifier? The bat phone? Their AAA membership? We need a tow truck up here to move these ships away from Earth. Down on the surface, the Avengers are trying to break up some of the flaming debris, but they can't get most of it. Sue says it's time to call for reinforcements. Finally, Moon Knight, right? I better not get my hopes up. Reed and Sue run off to a private place to activate some device that Reed has. Hey, this is no time for fooling around. Suddenly, the whole of the ship is breached and in comes a bunch of Kree warriors for the FF to fight off. Reed has been knocked out and Sue and he are surrounded by Kree dudes with guns. Which is not going to be a problem for Sue. On the bridge, Spider-Man and the Thing are just getting swamped by Kree soldiers. So Johnny uses his powers to cause all of their heads to burst into flames. You know, he doesn't normally use his powers to kill a bunch of dudes like that. Which, when your powers are based on flames, that's gonna happen if you actually use your powers on a non-superpowered uh, opponent. Back on Attilan, the flying city is losing maneuverability and is about to fly into the core of the Kree fleet. Medusa says, that's great! They will continue forward, stabbing right into their very heart. You know, what a waste this is to have Medusa stuck up on the bridge of a ship. I want to see her fighting some Kree, whipping people around and throwing people around with her crazy hair. I don't want to see her on the bridge of a ship just giving out orders. Boring. Over on the Kree ship. The Kree Supreme Intelligence tells them to focus only on the Inhuman City ship because he really, really, really wants to kill every last melon farming one of them. Over on Johnny's ship, 
Reed is about to use that device that Galactus gave him a few issues ago. Sue says they better do it fast. Unearth! Death metal is falling from the sky! Oh, there's nothing worse than the entire Earth covered in the collective works of the likes of Cannibal Corpse, Cattle Decapitation, Flesh God Apocalypse, Hate Eternal, and Pungent Stench, to name a few of my favorite death metal bands. So Reed activates his device, and out comes a bright light. Much to the surprise of the Kree and the Inhumans, some kind of hole opens up in space, and Annihilus is like, yes, death, and out pops Galactus, I guess from his Galactus hole, and he seems pissed off at Reed. It turns out this was not the calamity that Galactus had in mind when he told Reed to call him when there was a problem. But he says he'll go ahead and take care of the Kree. And he just starts blasting the shit out of the Kree armada left and right. But still, the Kree Supreme Intelligence doesn't want to retreat until he destroys Attilan. But then, something else appears. To everyone's surprise, the big event that Galactus was waiting for. Mad gods have come to destroy us all, he says. And there on the final page are four big-ass, mean, old, nasty Celestials. So that's the end of that issue of the Fantastic Four. It's time to find out what the kids are up to. Welcome to episode 591, part 2, FF14 from March 2012. 27 minutes by Jonathan Hickman and Juan Babilo. 27 minutes. Isn't that the movie where Harry Osborn had to cut his arm off to get out of a cave? Huh. So while the Doctor Doom, while Doctor Doom and one of the evil Reeds is, are dealing with some Celestials on the other side of the portal, the Fantastic Kids and Nathaniel are waiting on the other side. They're trying to get the gate closed, but this robot appears, formed out of the fingers that got chopped off when the door closed on the portal and the robot wants to keep the gate open. Meanwhile, Nathaniel and Valeria teleport away to some place where they can work in private. They're talking about ways to buy some time to save the world, and Valeria says they need 27 minutes. And then they have this long cryptic conversation about their plans, without making their plans clear to the reader. I hate this crap. I hate reading a comic where Valeria is now the main character. Oh, and I hate these secret plans that is, everyone has a secret plan. The crux of their conversation is that they need to find a way to make Doctor Doom sacrifice himself. Back in that other dimension, Evil Reed is saying, Clever, clever child. What the hell is he talking about? He goes on to use the ultimate nullifier to zap a celestial. I didn't think the ultimate nullifier worked like a ray gun. I thought if you turned it on, you, you know, you nullified everything, ultimately. Hence the name. But soon, the ultimate nullifier consumes the person using it, and in this case, that person is Evil Reed, who gets uh, nullified, right down into a fleshly charred skeleton. So this leaves Doctor Doom facing off against the three Celestials by himself. So next, there's a flashback where Doctor Doom and Valeria are having a cryptic conversation about their plans without making their plans clear to the reader. Uh, Higman, 
keeps throwing us into these cryptic conversations that tell us nothing. What's the point? They're getting on my nerves. At one point, Valeria even whispers in Doom's ear. Are they... Aren't they alone? In a room? Just together? Why is she whispering in his ear? Actually, they're not in a room. They're floating in space. The artist is not helping. Back in the present, the Celestials start zapping Dr. Doom. And the next thing, you know, they're breaking through the portal. The kids and Nathaniel run as the top three floors of the Baxter building are crushed by the Celestials. But in the end, it's the Celestials. They fly up into space and they take part in that fight with Galactus, the Kree, and the Inhumans from that issue of the Fantastic Four. Valeria says they were successful by delaying them for 27 minutes. And that is the end of the issue. And that's all for this episode. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Tell me something real. Tell me something true. I just want to feel there's something left that I can do. But I'm nobody's baby.